Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. In Acts chapter 11 verse 23. I want to pick it from yesterday. Is that okay? Acts chapter 11 verse 23 says that there's a man called Barnabas. Verse 22. <laughs> okay, I think let's start from verse 20 so we can make some sense of it. Okay, so verse 19 talks about when they scattered. Now, they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenix and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word of the word to none but unto Jews only. This is very interesting. You know what caused them to scatter? The way Stephen was killed. His murder was a seed for scattering. So you think you have scattered them? No, you created opportunity to for them to send the word out. So you see the usefulness of Stephen? In his death, he has triggered a revival. But the revival didn't come directly like Philip going to Samaria. The revival came because people were running for their lives. But because they were carrying the fire, wherever they found themselves, they were scattering the God, they were preaching the gospel. And so the persecution that arose because of by, uh, upon Stephen's death caused people to scatter. They left Jerusalem. But they went one, and they were, wherever they went, they would preach because that's what Christians do. I don't know who I'm talking to. Christians preach wherever they go. We speak it first before we leave it. Don't say, oh, live my life, live my life. We are, let your life preach the gospel. Your life can preach. Your life can endorse what you are saying. In what way does that lead that person to Christ? We have replaced preaching with good works. Because when our fire is dying, we marginalize on preaching. So some people tell you, oh, preaching is not. Well, Christians preach. They preach. When they open their mouth, you find Christ. You have not told anybody about Christ. But you are coming to collect from Christ. The just shall live by faith, not by force. Anyway, so wherever they went, they were preaching. And verse 20. 20 says that, And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. This is very interesting. You know, that's where it got, the revival got to Antioch. They scattered them. And they went to Antioch. Antioch was a major hub. So it went from Jerusalem, the next city it went to, to spread from the city was Samaria. From Samaria, the next major city, it was a Gentile city. So Jerusalem was a Jewish territory. Samaria was Jewish, not proper Jew, but it's like, it's not really Gentile, but it's like some strange type of 
people who is not Jew, not Gentile. So Samaria. That's why Jesus spoke about the good Samaritan. So the Samaritans were there. So Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And shall be witnesses of me where? In Jerusalem. And where? In Judea. And where? This is Samaria. See, Jerusalem. Judea is bigger. It's like in London and then in England. And then said, in Samaria. After Samaria. What? Who is this? Acts 1.8. Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria. And unto the Atamos. So the Atamos is now the Gentile territories, which is Antioch. So in Acts chapter 2, the revival was in Jerusalem. Chapter 3, it was still in Jerusalem. That's when silver and gold have I none, such as I have. Chapter 4, they were being beaten in Jerusalem, but they were okay doing it. Chapter 5, they were whipped properly. Beaten, Ananias and Sapphira, but they were beaten not to preach. So the whole thing was Jerusalem move. And then in chapter 6, that's where the, the church was growing. There was memoring and the appointed elders. That's where Stephen was one of the elders. And in chapter 7, Stephen was murdered. Stephen preached a long, his preaching filled the whole chapter. When he's finished, they kill him. And then when they murdered him, chapter 8, the revival didn't stop. Then Steve, Philip went chapter 8, people scattered from chapter five, verse 5. And then Philip went to Samaria. So Philip went to Samaria and was preaching and powerful. And then some were still, because of the persecution that came from Stephen, some scattered, but Philip went to Samaria and others went outside. Then chapter 9 is when Saul of Tarsus went for permission to chase those who have gone to other cities. So Damascus, and God slapped him from his horse, and God recruited him to come and do the job for me as well. And then in chapter 10, God appeared to Cornelius and said, go and call Peter because he won't come. So let me appear to you and go and call him and I'll give him a vision and give him a reason why he should come to a Gentile's house. So still within the territory of Judea, okay, so he, uh, uh, Cornelius was sent for and went to Peter and Peter went and the Gentiles got filled with the Holy Spirit. But the thing has not really moved into the Gentile territory properly. And then chapter, that was chapter... Um, 10. And then chapter 11 is where those who scattered, so continue from the scattering. God, Paul dominated chapter 9. Then chapter 10, Cornelius dominated it. So chapter 11, let's go back to where we left off from chapter 8. So they were scattered and then they went and preached, but they preached only to the Jews. But there were some people, verse 20 says that there were some men of Cyprus and Cyrene which when they had come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, who were not Jews, Grecians are people from Greek, Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at what happened. And the hand of the Lord was with, oh, this is your testimony now. Yeah. So that's why I was saying that pray that God will use you. He said, they were preaching and the hand of the Lord was with them. Can you imagine? The hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed and turned to the, unto the Lord. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. These are things that should stir your heart. Great number believed. Great number. Now they stop giving numbers. They gave numbers in Acts chapter 1. They were 120 in the upper room. 
Then Acts chapter 2, 3,000 got born again. In Acts chapter 4, verse 1 and 2 somewhere there, 4,000 or 5,000 were added to the church. And then in Acts chapter 6, the Bible says when they multiplied. In fact, before Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 5 from verse 14, after Daniel and Zafria died, the Bible said, and many more were added. They stopped giving figures. Many more believers were added. And multitude, they started giving. The figures stopped in chapter 4. Stop figures. Chapter 4, verse 2, was it? Verse 3 or verse 3. 5,000 or 4,000 were added. Chapter 4, verse 4. How about many were a number of 5,000. That was the. But now it's multitude. Multitude. So from that time, you don't see them giving figures of how many were being added to the church. And then, so when he went to preach in um, the Grecians, uh, and those from Cyprus preached to the Grecians, the Bible said, a great number. Oh, that's so nice. A great number. A great number. May God use you to cause great number to believe. Some of you don't like the preaching. You want me to prophesy. But the preaching is what will secure your future. A great number. Say a great number. A great number believed in, uh, in, in, in London. A great number in our days. A great number must believe. Not just that they were coming to church. They were believed. They believed. They believed. That is what makes you a Christian. Believing is what makes you a Christian, not behaving. Believing. And then your behavior will endorse that you have believed. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Ah! I like that one. God is able. He's able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always, not sometimes, always having all sufficiency in all. Hey! How can you be stranded when you have sufficient? You have sufficiency. Things are sufficient. You are not stranded. You have sufficient fuel. You have adequate fuel to take you for the journey. You have sufficient support so you can win the election. People don't win because they don't have sufficient support. When you have sufficiency, it is it's okay. Sufficiency means you are fine. And abundance, abundance means you are overflowing to affect others. He said that you have an all sufficiency in all things. Ah! In all things. In all things. You have all sufficiency. I can't Baba. May that begin to manifest in your life. May that become your actual testimony. Ragababa, may that become your actual testimony. May that become your actual testimony. In the name of Jesus. Please sit down. If I were you, eh, I, will, I will arrest the scripture. And make it a personal scripture for this season. Put it on your, print it. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your page, your um, no status. Eh? Screen. Screen, yeah. What? Home screen. That's the one I was looking for. Thank you. Put your home screen. <laughs> yeah. 
God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Then you can type it. God is making all grace abound towards me. God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound. See, overflow now. Abound unto every good work. Everything that's good that you want to do, you'll be able to do it. I see, I see people here who will sponsor other people's university. The good news is, Bible says it's possible because it takes grace, and God is able to make all grace abound, abound towards you. The grace doesn't doesn't run out; it's abounding. Oh, oh, oh. grace is abounding towards you. Receive the grace. Receive the grace. In the name of Jesus, all grace is abounding towards you. You have to sometimes. When you are going to where you are, you are on the street by yourself, all grace is abounding towards me. All grace is abounding towards me. All grace is abounding towards me. This season, all grace is abounding towards me. 2022, all grace is abounding towards me. All grace is abounding towards me. Speak the word into your life. Speak the word. Some of us are disciplined in different things. You are disciplined in Maybe you don't want to eat late. And so you, do, you, you, are, you are doing well. You don't want to comment on things that are useless. You are doing well. You don't want to watch something. You are doing well. Some of us, you are very good with gym. Yeah. It's good. A lot of people can do it. Like me. They can't do it. <laughs> so their tummy keeps growing big and big. Some people can't do your discipline one. But one of the things that you should also use your discipline to do is to be confessing God's, God's word. Confess God's word. Confess. He will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Confess God's word. Confess God's word. There's perfect peace. And God can keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. Confess God's word. Confess God's word. And one of the things, one of the words that I, I challenge you by the grace of God you can confess from today is that all grace is abounding to us. <laughs> How are you doing? All grace is abounding. Even if I've got something, instead of saying by God's grace, I will say all grace is abounding to us. How are things going? situations with your marriage? How situations with your finances? With the heart. Do you believe? With the heart, man believeth. Romans 10.10. 10. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. But that's not the end of the story. But with the mouth. <laughs> Confession is made. You don't understand spiritual things if you tell me I'm saying it in my head. How can you say it in your head? Bible says confession is not it's different from meditation. Confession is different from meditation. Meditation is focused thinking. It's on your mind. You process it. You think about it. Think about it. Ponder about it. One thing. You focus on it. Focus on it. That's meditation. It's different from confession. 
Confession is speaking it out loud. Confession is in the Greek is homologia. You gotta speak. Speak it. Confession is speaking it. So you have to learn how to say what the when you are reading your Bible, you see you see something that resonates with your spirit. It means that it can become your experience. But it's not permitted to become your experience without you confessing it. You believe it first, and then you start confessing it. What you believe, which you haven't confessed, is the the believing cycle is not complete. How are things going with you? Do you believe it? So shall it be for you. Well, when there's grace on your life, when there's grace on your life, it can be seen. Grace can be seen. Grace can, if this grace can be seen. Manifested this grace is called shame. This grace means you are, you've run out of grace. The grace has been taken out. So we turn. So when a plane is flying and then the engines are taking off, it will still be up. That's disgrace. When it crashes, that's shame. Before you are put to shame, you have been already disgraced. <laughs> grace has been taken out of your wings. But that will never be your portion. Because some planes have four engines. Most have two engines. So some can fly with one engine when the other one is faulty. Yeah, so when all grace abounds towards you, just in case one grace, you know, the other graces can be there. <laughs> How are things going for you? See, all grace. So grace can be seen. Now, Barnabas, when they went and preached, the message came back to the church in Jerusalem. So, then the tidings, that's good news, good news, the news. The news of these things came. The news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem. That's where the scattering started. But there were the elders there, Peter, them, they were still there. So, news of what are these things? The fact that the Grecians in Antioch Great number of them have turned to the, have believed in the Lord. This is good news. So the news of these things came to Jerusalem and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. Barnabas. The church said, ah! And in Acts chapter 8, the same thing. When Philip went to Samaria from verse 14, and Bible says that they believed. When the information got to the church in Jerusalem, they sent Peter and John. It's there. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of the Lord, the word of God. You see, another phrase to be born again. They've received the word of the Lord. The other one in Acts chapter 11, they turned to the Lord. It's the same thing. Turning to the Lord, receiving the word of the Lord. So when they heard that they have received the word of the Lord, they sent unto them Peter and John. Now, in Acts chapter 11, when the good news of this got to Jerusalem, they sent Barnabas. That's a great guy. That's how Barnabas ended up in Antioch. And it's in the church in Antioch, he and Paul were sent out. Barnabas was sent to Antioch. 
And the Holy Ghost came and said, now I've called you and so move out. So, so he went to Antioch. Now, this Barnabas is a good guy. May God raise you as a Barnabas. Yeah. Who we can send to represent the church. So, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. Now, look at this. This is where. Who, when he came and what? Ah, so you can see the grace? Yes. Barnabas, when he came, he saw that grace. Ah, grace is on these people. People will see that there's all grace. People will see that all grace is abounding towards you. It will be noticeable. When grace abounds towards you, for it to show, what happens is in Acts chapter 14, verse 27. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. In Gal Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. It's all right. Acts chapter 14, verse 6. Verse 20, 27, sorry. Acts chapter 14, verse 27. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them. Like when I returned from Congo. They, returned all, they re rehearsed all that God had done with them. And how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. He said, said, God opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. When we got there and we went to preach, God opened a door of faith to the people. God can open a door for you. Yeah. Bible talks about how uh, Peter, in Acts chapter 5, when he was in prison, they prayed for him, and then an angel came in the prison from verse 8 and smote him on the, on the thigh, and his chains fell, and they got up, and when they got to the first gate, he opened. When they got to the main gate that leads to the city, the gate, iron gate, the chains fell, and the gate opened by themselves. It doesn't matter what bars have been used to lock the gate. When God decides to open the door, Tonight I came to prophesy to somebody that God himself is about to open a door for you. A door of favor, a door of faith, a door of blessing is about to open for you in the name of Jesus. Shout amen. Please sit down. When I know you, I Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, it said, A great and effectual door. Wow! Hey, let's all read this really aloud. One more time. Let's all read it out loud. Let's go. Now we want to read A. Now when someone say 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9A means that you read to where the comma is. When they say 9B, you read from where the comma, after the comma. So this time we want to leave the comma about the adversaries. But the fact is doors open. 
So, this, you know what I'm happy about? It didn't say open, first scripture read, God opened the door of faith for the Gentiles. Now it said unto me, and you are not reading it all. Forget about Paul. Take it and read it for yourself. You are about to take that scripture and fit. Oh! See now, let me show you something. You see, a great door, but it's not effectual. It's not, it's not effectual. It's this, this, this is, it's one day you might use it, but now it's not, it's, it's not. It doesn't really make it. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. It, it doesn't make a difference. But this great door that is open is also if oh, you are living here with this confidence, you are living here with this assurance that a great door, an effectual door, a great door, an effectual door, a great door, an effectual door. I prophesy into your life a great door, an effectual door. I prophesy it over your life. A great door, an effectual door, 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 a great door, an effectual door has been opened for you, for you, not for her, for you, not for him, for you, for you. For you, for you, for you, in the name of Jesus. Don't add to the scripture, don't take from it, just what he's saying. What has happened for you? I can't hear you. Somebody's wondering, why are you shouting like this? If it was you, you would be shouting. If it was you, you would shout out. Listen, one of the things I've discovered in life and I've come to understand is I won't let anybody's lack of revelation stop me from accessing and flowing my revelation. People don't rejoice the way you rejoice because they have not caught what you have caught. If you have seen what I have seen, if you know what I know, you will talk the way I talk and you will shout the way I shout. Oh yes! Oh yes! Sometimes you have to you have to introduce yourself into your next phase by an activity of faith. And most of the activity of faith can easily be expressed through your speaking, your shouting, through a certain action in the house of God. You have to introduce yourself into the season. Introduce yourself into your season of faith. It's your season of favor. A great and an effectual door. A great and an effectual door has been opened for Caris. A great and an effectual door has been opened for somebody here. A great and an effectual door. A great and an effectual door has been opened for you. A great and an effectual door. A great and an effectual door.
Thank you, Jesus. Can stop us. Nothing can intimidate us. Nothing can suppress us. We cause a great and an effectual door has been opened for us. A great and an effectual door. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is okay to give an expression to the word that has watered you. It's okay. It's okay to give an expression. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to give an expression to that word that has caught you. Thank you, Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Furthermore, when I came to Troas or Troas to preach. Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me. You are going for an interview, you go there, and a door has been opened for you. That is grace at play, grace in manifestation, grace to notice, grace to see. Came to preach the gospel of Christ, and a door was opened unto me. Do you know who was behind the opening of the door? The Lord. When the Lord opens your door, no one can shut it. Okay. Some of you think I'm suggesting. I'm not suggesting. I know about it, but God himself has said about it. Before I show you the text, Colossians 4.3, then I'll show you the last text. Say, pray for us that God will open a door of utterance. Now, when you are going for interview, what you need is a door of utterance. A door of utterance. Well, that's what, knowing, knowing what to say at what time. So it's not just a door that will open. God will also open a door for transfer. When you speak, you speak the right things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You speak. That God will open unto us a door of utterance to speak in the A door of utterance. Everybody, when they say devotion, they are not interested. But when you said your own, they were interested. Jesus. They, they said about Jesus in Mark, Mark chapter 6, I think verse 2 and 3. That's what wisdom is given to this man. 
from where has this man these things? Where does he get these things? See, and then, and many hearing him were astonished. They were hearing, they were astonished. They said, from where does this man get these things? Where, where does he get it? A door of utterance. From, well, from where does this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works were wrought by? See, they were concerned, they were contemplating on his utterance. But his utterance was generating a certain level of results. So they said, what wisdom is this that is giving this guy that mighty works? The measure of wisdom is in works. It starts with words. Words. And it shows up, ends in works. Some people have a lot of talk. What, what wisdom is this that's given to you? They, they marveled at this utterance. That's why he went to the synagogue in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He read, verse 20, 21. The Bible says that, and all eyes were on him when he finished reading. He went to sit down, but the eyes were on him. They turned there. They moved their eyes from the stage to the pews because someone has moved from stage. Why? Because of the utterance that was given to him. A door of utterance. I see God giving you a door of utterance. I see God giving you a door of entrance. You see, if you, if you are not taught well, you think being a Christian is just being very calm and quiet and being nicey, nicey, and people don't even want to be like you. So God can open it. Eh? And the other one, it says that, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, it says that opened by the Lord. Ah. So the Lord opened, it was opened of the Lord. The difference between the door God opens and the door man opens. Should I show you the difference? I think I'll take you to the Bible. How many scriptures about doors have I quoted? First one is Acts chapter 14, verse 27. Second one is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 16, verse 9. Third one is 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Fourth one is Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. And the last one is Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. <laughs> you see the effect of the door God opens. Behold, I, God, I have set before you. And I come with the chair up. to write some stuff so it's like you are about to do some special and you need a chair or something to serve as a chair you, you really need it people are looking for chairs and then everybody's looking for chair and then God said no, don't worry me myself I'll break it before you. he said I have set before I have set before you an open door 
I have said before you, the door is open. It was not made somewhere. I brought an open door to you. I see God bringing an open door to you. I see God bringing an open door to you. I see heaven bringing an open door to you. I see heaven bringing an open door to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. So shall it be. Your days of frustrations are over. Your days of disappointments are over. Your days of sorrow are over. Your days of setbacks are over. Your days of no access are over. Because God has set before you an open door. My God, the God of Caris, the God of heaven, the God of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the God of Moses, the God of Israel has set before you. He has not just opened for you. He has actually set it before you. You cannot miss that door. You cannot miss that door. That door cannot pass you by because it has been set before you. I want to explain something to you. In Joshua chapter 6, God told Moses that, sorry, Joshua, that tell um, the people to, I think, verse 5 and 6 somewhere there. And then the walls of Jericho will come down. And how are the people going to enter? Straight. When walls come down, sometimes you are trying to find where the access is. He said, no, you don't, you don't need to change. It's just going to be right before you. And he said, behold, I've, it doesn't matter where you are facing. He said, I will set it before you. Turn again. Turn again. Turn, turn to the other side. Turn to the other side. God said, I'll set it before you. Wherever you go, wherever you set. You are moving with an open door in front of you. You are moving with an open door in front of you. You are moving. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Don't be afraid of what they are saying. You are moving with an open door. Shokolo. Our God has set an open door before you. I see God making you enter the open door. 
cannot do it. Who told you it's impossible? I see God opening the door for you. Every door that was shut against you, they bang the door in your face. God himself has put an open door in front of you. He has set, he has installed, he has erected an open door in front of you. And I see you entering it. I see you entering it. No one will be able to shut that door. He said, no man can shut it. No man can shut it. No man can shut it. No man can shut that door. No man can shut that door. Whether they like it or not, whether they are in power or not, whether they like you or not, whether they feel like it or not, no man can shut it. No man can shut it. No man can shut it. Carries an effectual door has been opened said before us no man can shut it God has installed an open door I see the Holy Ghost power coming upon people. I see people catching anointing. Somebody, your story is changing. I told you, it's your season of change of status. I see the Holy Ghost power falling upon people right now. Yes, 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 yes. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost power. Receive fresh strength. Receive fresh strength. I see you moving to another dimension. I see you rising. I see you moving. I see you moving. I see you moving. I see you moving. Hey, 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 hey. The Lord is fighting for you. The Lord is helping somebody here. It's in door manufacturing business. The other day he told the Israelites, I will open the windows of heaven, their windows. But this one said, he will install it. He is going to bring a door. So it doesn't matter where you are going. It doesn't matter. He said, me, I'm going to bring it. And the door will be right before you. But the good news about that door is no human being can shut it. No, no human being can shut that door. No human being. That's why you cannot be afraid of man. That's why you cannot try to impress man. Because when God opens it, no human being can shut it. No human being can shut it. I see that door is open. I see that door is open. Do you believe it? God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Shout, you are able. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. 
To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.